You guys ready to start the show? Can we trade Chris Stops? I'm ready to trade Chris Stops. Don't I'm, do ready. I'm, I'm, ready. I'm ready. Hey, I'm ready. Hey, I'm ready. Hey, hey. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Wait a minute. Why don't, why don't you start watch, the show? Wake up in the morning and watch whoa, cold, cold pizza and ask if Jerry the football man's <laughs> going to fire the GM. Or whatever. Jerry the owner is going to fire Jerry the GM. Is everybody back in their corner, guys? Start the damn show. These boys need to establish a run, and he don't post up enough. <laughs> I think I changed my mind. I'm I'm with Brad now. Brad Somebody is just say, been doom saying this whole time. Brad's just been right this whole time, and no, it's you just been proven out Give moment it time. after moment. Give it time. Give it time for him to be more injured and not gel with the team, and another season wasted. Look, man, um, shit happens. I do, I totally agree with you, and I predicted a lot of shit would happen with this. <laughs> um, to that end, though, Jason kind of stole my thunder. Hey, uh, somebody say hit the intro. Hit the intro, Brad. Human If you played uh, this or not, but if it was that that new intro from our friend, we did Portland. get a new intro. I don't know which one you're talking about, but there is a new intro that you just heard by our friend Cortland. It was great. I he- I've heard it. He sent it to me. I love did it. Did he send it to you? Yeah, he sent it to me as well. It will. It, it just played for everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, shouts out to him for doing that. Um, how's everybody? Let's start out. Out West Trophy Club. We already got him fired up. I don't know if you guys heard about that, or we'll get to hear that in the final cut. But he's already nulling and and uh, establishing the run <laughs> no, for the cow no cowboy <laughs> cowboys for everybody. Anyone, uh, over, anyone over six eight must post up, and you have to establish the run. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. It's good times. It's good times out here. Houses in in order. Yeah, we escaped unscathed. Uh, Learned a lot about uh, the efficacy of sprayed foam insulation. Anybody who's going to stay in their house for more than a few years, the sprayed foam insulation in your attic is worth it. It is Riveting. worth it. If you have any pipes in your attic, n- never mind the summertime and keeping the heat out. That It's a champ for that. My, my attic rarely gets into the 90s, if even. It probably rarely gets above 85. Uh, you're always talking about the romantic activity that you have in the attic you, because yeah, of the comfortable, you can, you, comfortable you ambient to, situation. You don't even have to wear your clothes in the attic. Yeah, yep. that's right. You, uh, but if you have pipes up there, if you have water heaters up there, so to speak. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Clean. It's pipes. worth it. It's it's worth it. Uh, so yeah, we came we came away. We were lucky. We had you know no power for a while, uh, which was to be expected. But we get 
we have gas for cooking and hot water, so it didn't really it made it cold in here. And I have some more stories to elaborate about it about that down the road. But yeah, we uh we were lucky. Jason, how how are you? How long was your power out? Uh approximately zero minutes. Okay. Oh, one of those guys. Okay. Yeah, I okay. our pipes were good and power was good, gas was good. I do have some damage outside, I think from snow sitting up there and some water stuff with the wood but yeah in terms of electricity and gas and stuff we were really lucky i'm definitely adding it to the description of my home when i go to sell this bad boy did not lose power during on a on a favorable position in the power grid yeah i don't know why i mean uh, in my neighborhood several people lost power for extended periods of time but I'm guessing maybe I can see the elementary school from my window. I'm guessing maybe it had something to do with that. I don't know. Elementary schools here lost power. I think it's extremely random, aside from hospitals, fire stations. Uh, no, Anyone else that's that didn't lose power probably is randomly connected to one of the grids. Those type of things are on, but not necessarily in proximity. Based on my experience with talking to people around here, it was total, total crapshoot. Dude, and the crazy thing is everything would have been completely fine if not for the weird ERCOT rolling extended blackout situation. Like, I mean, it was a lot of snow and it was kind of a cool event for people that didn't have their power turned off artificially. Like, it's not like lines went down because power, like snow was piled up on electrical lines. It was because our government and regulators and stuff weren't prepared right kind of yeah i mean the only you would there have was had... actual failure before the the blackout started there was actual there was actually uh um uh, stations that were shut down because yeah, of the weather yeah because of the weather which is yeah the weather messed them up so some people definitely lost power regardless of if power was about to be shut down or not I and think... then then it was made worse by once those places got shut off, the weather made it to where when they went to turn them back on, the, that they couldn't power through how cold it was. But they got shut off because of the weather. Uh, it's a vicious cycle. So it's the same thing. If they ha if they can't run in the cold, they can't restart in the cold. It's yeah. the same thing. And it, yeah. uh, like I don't get, man. I just I guess I don't get that. Like yeah, it's definitely cold. But every winter, don't we have like an extended period of time where it's under freezing? Not the whole state for two degrees. Not the yeah. whole not the whole damn state for two Think degrees it, all at the same time. Think about how many days out of three hundred and sixty five it actually gets under twenty for a low. You might well, yeah. get one a year. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I agree. I'm just saying if if stuff like broke in certain areas because of a freeze, is that in areas that absolutely never freeze? No, it's 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 inadequate winterization. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. It, it's it's not that. Yeah, it's, okay. It's not, that's that they, it's not that they never freeze. It's just that they almost never freeze that hard for that long. Right, right. So across the whole state. Well, that's a different issue, once. right? That that's the that's the energy issue, not the e the equipment issue, right? Uh, well, I think it probably both feed into it a little bit. Like mm -hmm. if the line would have stopped at the hill country and it was North Texas all the way out to El Paso, you would not see nearly as much power needing to be to be used because the whole state wouldn't be at two degrees significant less significant amount of power 
needs to be used uh, in the difference between 32 degrees and 2 degrees. Oh, no. Oh, good. Good Good to hear it. I'm really proud of you. Jason's daughter has some real hot Ericot opinions. Just breaking news. Breaking news there. Uh, uh, I didn't mean to get into to Power Grid talk. I suppose it's a little uh, uh, No one cares unavoidable. anymore. It's no been discussed. Cares. Yeah, it's nobody been, cares. It's been discussed and, and run into the ground. And you know, would you guys like the return of hot takes? Oh man, I've, we haven't had this in forever. Hot takes. It's a little bit about the power. Okay. I'm going to start with Jason, and I got one for Rylan. Okay. It feels like not feels like it is true. For some reason, our late 30s to early 40s have turned out to be unprecedented historic times. Mm-hmm. Right? I would agree. You got to pick one of the three which is most likely to happen again in our lifetimes. We will see some sort of foolish, ineffective or effective, whatever whatever you want to call it, insurrection at the White House. We will see another pandemic. Or we will see our state completely shut down because we couldn't put some insulation on some turbines and some gas pipes. Which is going to happen again? I think it's. I think it's absolutely going to be an insurrection. Mm. I think that. I think that is by far the most likely thing to happen again. I mean, I don't think that any of that stuff is like cooled down. I mean, I guess we don't hear about it as much, but there are a lot of people out there that still one hundred percent believe that uh, you know Joe Biden's a pedophile and drinks kids' blood. I don't think those people are going away. I was kind of hoping you'd pick the pandemic. I mean, I don't, I mean, I I certainly there's a, I guess when I, when you said that, I thought, are we going to have another pandemic like this? that just runs rampant through the world and we're just not prepared for it. I just don't, I think this is like the lesson that people and the, like that we needed. So if it happens again, I think we're prepared at least in our lifetime. Right. I mean, this happened, what, in, in 18... 1918. Yeah, 1918. So, in 2020. Yeah, I'm, I don't think in our in our lifetime we're going to see another one of these. It won't happen in my lifetime. If it right. happens again, I'm checking out. Dude! <laughs> it's very dark. It's so what's Ryland think? What do you think, Ryland? Man... What do you put the odds highest, the best odds on? Not saying it's going to happen. What do you, which one do you give the best odds? If you, uh, I think the 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 government infrastructure thing, if you broaden that a little more than what you said, because you just in general, the power grid is not in in a or great anything, spot. Any, anything like that. I mean, that's probably dead even with insurrection. Uh, but I, I don't think insurrection at the Capitol is going to happen again. Uh, But insurrection in some other similar form, some kind of political violence, unprecedented political violence is probably more likely. Uh, You guys, uh, damn. They're about, I I don't know, man, they're about even. And, you know, we might skate through with with none of the above, but the political violence piece is is primed to, it's going to have to escalate before it resolves itself, I think, on the political side. I do think even though Texas is doing everything they can to screw the pooch day in and day out. I do think there's enough enough bad things happened this past week 
uh, that it's going to change some of the conversations around some of the things, at least for the next little while before people start to forget. But they're in session right now, which is actually kind of an advantage. Just think about this, though. All that happened while you had like Republican control of Congress, a Republican or Republican control, at least of, of the Senate, Republican president. And they were that pissed these past four years. What happens when like Democrats take control and start like making people get sex changes and take away everybody's guns and stuff? Imagine how crazy it'll be then. Yeah, I just like to be clear, I don't think that's going to happen. Everyone had to give up their guns from 2009 to 2016, and it was really really bad. Uh, I think those people, Jason, uh, function better as the opposition, because all they're really good for is yelping. Uh, It's what I tell some of my Republican friends that are still trying to stay loyal to the party, which is... You guys had unified government under W. You guys had yeah. unified government over Trump, under Trump, and you didn't do shit. Right? You didn't do anything. I don't and, know. They did. They got that Patriot Act pushed through under under W. Well, that yeah, they, was, that, was uh, the- that was different, and that was that was sarcasm. That was a fifty fifty. That was, was actually. I think that was a fifty fifty Senate for a little bit there. Uh, they rolled anyway, that corporate tax cut through. That well, was, that yeah, but that was discuss like that one. It wasn't even a good tax cut. It was a yeah. shitty tax. You know what I'm saying? Like there are, you could have, they could have, if they believed in what they actually, if they actually believed in what they said, they could have at least, you know, put more money I in our we, pockets I think we, too. You know, but I they think didn't we should do give that. them credit. We should give them credit though. They got the WMDs and Osama. Yeah, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that was true. Both in the in W did that in Republican repealed control. Obamacare, right? Yeah, repealed Got the right. ACA. Get rid of dirty just nothing here. but success. So my point is, is they don't govern; they just bitch. And yeah. regardless of how you feel about about Barack Obama, it was eight years of relatively decent stuff. We had the recession in the beginning there that he inherited, and that popped off right as the election was uh, happening. It's kind of a, kind of a liberal take you got there. I don't know if he inherited it or it it started the day after he got in. I don't. <laughs> No, it started. Opinions are still out there. I mean, facts are still out there. Are you playing Newsmax guy for tonight? Yeah, Yeah. Brett's (laughs) filling. uh, Just take it easy. No, because I remember. Because I remember, like, legitimate financial people saying in early 2007 that the shit was getting ready to hit the fan. But that's neither here nor there. My point is. Then in 2008, compared, when compared he was president last... in 2008, we were like two weeks away from a complete financial meltdown. Yeah, he just he went in there. You know what he did? They gave him the keys to the White House, and he just went in and started pushing buttons. On like, on like Halloween switches. in 2008. How do I turn this light on? Click, and then the stock market crashed. Now, uh, my point is, is that it was a relatively, especially compared to the last four years, like it wasn't a bad time at all. No. Uh, it was actually Let's, a pretty uh, great time. And so they were they were they were effective in bitching uh, and they just bitched at each other or, or with each other, not at each other. You know, and I'm not saying that the opposition to Trump weren't also marred by factions of people that were just bitching with each other unconstructively. That's uh, that that's everywhere, but uh mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I just think that uh I don't know. I think, I think that Let's they need I think they need a republic. I think they need a Republican president to feel emboldened to do crazy shit. Yeah, the far, far extreme people, the private yeah. jet realtor. Yeah, when you have a Democrat president, like if 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 Biden just keeps the, it chill the for the next four years, he's there's there's 
there's a lot of not terribly political people that are going to kind of just go back to whatever they were paying attention to before Trump, you know? Rylan, I got a hot take uh, I need from you. We sit here on February 23, 20, and 21. What is more likely to happen with the Mavericks basketball player Kristaps Porzingis? Headline Mm. porn. Brad's doing headline porn, guys. Mm. Is he more likely to end the season on the shelf because he is injured? Or is he more likely to end the season somewhere else that is not a Dallas Maverick? He's not going to get traded this year. At all. So so he is more likely to end the season on the shelf. I hope he ends the season active, uh, but he won't end the season on another team. They're... They're pot committed for this season. They don't have they're not in a position to move him. They're better off it's seeing they're better off seeing what they can make out of him, you know? At least for at least for the next three months. That's why I thought it was such a weird little note or a weird little rumor. That's why I kind it's, of it's actually believe two of them. Cuban on this. I, I actually but believe Cuban on this that he that someone the second one really felt like talking shit, you know? There was a there was a there was a, a rumor from an assistant the GM in the Western Conference that the Mavs are trying to see what they could get for Kristaps, and then there was a, a he was a former New York writer. He's not a New York writer anymore. Who said that the Mavs actually uh, put out some feelers to Golden State on what they could get back for Kristaps uh, in a trade? No I other would... Golden State player was mentioned, but two little things pop up right when. There's kind of been a little contention over the past two weeks about how he's being used and how much he's being used. Now, some of that's been resolved. He has kind of been in there uh, for stretches. Um, Up until, like, literally this week, they've dealt with all the weather issues and whatnot, and before that, the COVID issues. But up until this week... Then he's out for a back when he yeah. hasn't necessarily had back issues. The timing of this thing happening after a week long layoff, late scratch for a game on the same day that this that these stories hit, unfortunately created a situation where now this this story isn't going to just go away. If he played last night or if he played tonight and came out and had a normal game and then went on for the next couple games and was just doing what he's I mean, he's still averaging 20-some-odd points and and whatever, you know, even still kind of working back in and all the weirdness with the roster not being complete for a third of the season. Uh, It would have been under the, you know, water under the bridge, but now we got to, like, this entire conversation just took on a whole new depth now. And uh, I don't give a fuck what some former New York writer thinks about KP because those guys hated him. Hated him. This guy, you. This guy was kind of plugged in, though. Like he was, he yeah, was the. You, how do you know? Have you seen his phone? Have you seen his contacts? But, no, hey, but that's what me... they're saying is he. He was one of the first people that that came out and started uh, expressing some of KP's disinterest in wanting to be with the franchise because they're a shitty franchise. Like all that makes sense. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Please. To your show, I'll shut up. Chris stops for Clay. Do you do it? I mean, yeah, I'd do it, but Golden State would never even consider no, it. Yeah, they wouldn't. I don't know. Clay, how long does Clay have on his contract? I don't care. Why wouldn't they do that? I think they both have big contracts. 
Why would you? Because Clay's better right now. Clay gets well, but he gets injured constantly too. Not quite it, like KP. I mean, I know yeah. he's had a bad couple years here, but uh, and, and he's had a bad couple years. But you do see shooting guards that are able to kind of recover from a, a bad couple years. You don't often see seven three guys who are injured for a decent amount of their career and then somehow just get the now I'm strong and all better bug. Like that's just not a story we've seen a lot. Hey, do you guys know? Because I heard someone reference this yesterday on the radio. And I don't know enough about the guy's injury to know if it is the same injury, but someone said that Jaron Jackson had the same injury. You know, Jaron Jackson of the Memphis Grizzlies, who did not play, has yet to play this season. Yeah, ha- had his surgery seven weeks before KP, and still yeah, hasn't. I remember and that still, was being talked about, and still uh, hasn't come back. Do we know for sure that that's the same injury? Because all I'm saying is, like, uh, you know, he may be what we're seeing out of him right now. You know, a sore back for a few days is the kind of thing that you get when you're rehabbing, you know, or the kind of thing that you get when you're working back in. And there's been so many stops and starts. Or it it may not be cause for all I'm saying is it may not be cause for alarm. Or the kind of thing you get if you're a slightly overweight dad. Yeah, I know a lot about that. Yeah. I'm all about the back pain. Or if you're. So, but no, they're not going to trade him this year. That makes no sense to trade him this year. Why would they trade him? Why would they trade him when everyone is. When, when he's such a big question mark for the season. I mean, he balled out in the bubble, and then he had a legit, you know, t- t- tendon injury. So, yeah. I mean. He's been good be, this year, too. To be, to be clear, if for some reason Clay was available, yes. I'd do that, yeah. Without I, even I thinking feel, about it. I wouldn't, I don't know, I'd feel a little weird about it just because of the uh, the age difference and uh, the the Luca, you know, trying to pair up a stud with Luca that can kind of ride with him for more than three years or something like that. But you know, I mean, I'd still do it. But can you imagine, like, when when Luca really, you know, when he sort of came on the scene and took over the team, the first thing I thought when that when I thought about guys that I would love to pair with him was Clay, like a dude that can like every pass that he receives he can take a shot no matter where he is and make it do the yeah the Mavericks they, have any guy like that uh luca's on what his third season and yeah. they're talking about how every time somebody comes to the mavericks their shooting percentage goes up or their quality of shot goes up from the the year previous to wherever they used to play right so you're telling me you could get clay thompson better shots right Are yeah that's why you do it that's what that's exactly why you do it because look at what you've You've come to rely on Dorian Finney-Smith. I don't want to shit on Dorian. I like him as a player. And to find an undrafted guy to contribute the level that he has is obviously really good. But look what they've come to rely on him for now. And all that's because of how how open he can be when Luca's demanding all that attention. If you're talking about putting a true superstar-level shooter beside him, then it's a no-brainer. And that's what Porzingis could be, at least in terms of shooting ability, they just got to figure out how to, you know, how to get him in the flow and keep him healthy. Yeah, they, I don't know, man. And they can get him in the flow. It's just going to take time, but he's got to be there. I, I can I ask you? I just, I'm a big. I just want to cut him. I, <laughs> I, I'm a big. Kirby Richards of, treatment. Of, tell me the story that's worked out like this before. Like, and I know that's a horrible. I bet you were fun to hang out with in 2004 <laughs> talking about Dirk, then, weren't you? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a horrible way to anecdotally look and and pontificate on the future. I'm not saying this is like 
Delkis looking at the numbers by any means. <laughs> but at what point does this go on to where you are like, like how, how many instances do you encounter before you're like, damn, dude, it is always something with this guy. Like, tell me that story of it how this It depends like, a lot on what happens the next couple of months. Yeah. Because if he gets back into the groove like Like a month had, from now, if we're having a, it's another thing. Like, like just back. Just one month. Or like he, it's not even his back. He gets, you know, inevitably, I feel like this happens with more players than not who are of a certain level. He gets sideways with Carlisle. I feel like that's coming. You're always worried about people getting sideways with Carlisle. Who's the last person that we gave a shit about that got sideways with Carlisle besides Rondo? And we Rondo's Rondo. Well, I mean, that just speaks to the front office pulling talent in here. But I don't, I don't, I don't think that that the Troika of uh, yeah, Dennis Smith Jr. <laughs> but again, like what he's was that like, ever going to be? He's in like the Z League or something right now. Like, he's, in, he's, he's in some league I've never heard of. I, I don't see the Troika of Luca, uh, Carlisle, and Porzingis making a long haul here. Based on what? At some point, something's got to give. Based on what? You just like I'm, to I'm naysay. Just, Why don't you go work I, I for some shitty paper in New York? I, I don't disagree with you. I'm definitely naysaying. I cannot. You've been I doing cannot. this from the. You've been doing this for two years to the week. The second that they traded for Porzingis, you started in on this shit. I think they, no data, I mean it's no kind of support what you're saying. Now you want to say he's going to get I mean, hurt and be a problem like that? Hey, dude, I'm worried too. But I'm just, I'm just. You got to give it time. It's a gamble. Yeah, Ball I, I will say, I will say this. I don't think that they're a serious playoff contender as currently constructed. Oh no, no, definitely not. Which is crazy because they, you know, they gelled so well last year. I would have put them up against anybody in seven games except for the Clippers and the Lakers. Denver didn't scare me last year. Utah didn't scare me last year. I go I go back and forth. Uh, I think they are sometimes fundamentally flawed. Uh, there's something that's definitely changed with the team. Like, you just listen to them talk, and they don't seem like they're having all that good of a time. I know they were dealing with the sickness, and they weren't all getting to hang out, and they, they had a lot of shit to overcome, but they don't sound like the same team just wanting to hang out with each other all the time, and they're, they sound like they're having to um, overcome some internal stuff, which, fine, that happens with teams all the time. So I can't decide between are they fundamentally flawed because they're short players, or if you get somebody like Doran Finney-Smith, um, I always want to call the guy they, uh, Josh Richards. I always want to call him Jeff Green. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why. I always want to call him Jeff Green. But if either one of those guys can hit, caught three more shots a game. Yeah, it's not. It's not like you're asking them to be completely different players. I think Richardson could do that. I, I he just hasn't yet. They've come up a lot in the last three weeks or so. Yeah. Prior to that, I was really unhappy with with both of those guys in terms. I of, still think that puts them at like a five six high yeah, but, ceiling. Yeah, but that's true. But Phoenix got better, Utah got better. So what do you want to have happen? What do you expect? It's a tough. Yeah. One. That, no, that's for, for sure. That's what I'm saying. I still think that means they're like a middle of playoff contention ceiling. Yeah, th- that I agree with that. They need. They need another person there's they need no a doubt shooter about that. they need a shooter that's yep. what they need they need a dude who can just spot you know who they need they need like a good seth curry you know seth curry is good 
Well, I was told, though, that he was good, but he wasn't very good for defense. And so you're either choosing to be 5-6 with good defense and not so great shooting or 6-7 with better shooting and no defense. Yeah, he's not the guy. <laughs> You'd like to have him and an actual guy that can be your number three. If Tim Hardaway Jr. can be the number four guy in, in terms of shouldering the load on a playoff team, then your playoff team is looking pretty Can I tell surprised. you what I think Tim Hardaway Jr. is? I think Tim Hardaway Jr. is like a 2001 shooting guard. Yeah. Man, he's shooting the three really well. Look at his numbers. Who do they need? But, but is it, like, is it, is it, though? Well, I don't know what that means. Can't, do, do you know what they need? You ready? They need George McLeod. No, that's what he is. Is a glorified no, George McLeod. No, no, George McLeod. Basketball. George McLeod. George McLeod could hit wide open threes all day long. Just for like one season, when they told him he could shoot fifteen a game, and it was it was only from the okay, corner. fine. It was you only did. from the corner. It was not. It, it hit the. I corner. mean, you might as well be saying Hubert Davis, Jason. Like those guys. That's not what they. They don't need that. They Seth Curry was those was the best version of. Of players in that genre, Seth Curry is the most accurate one ever in the history of the league. So if Seth Curry wasn't getting it done, no like watered down version of Seth Curry is going to get it done either. You need someone who's okay. Gonna, you need someone who's going to be able to create his own shot. Okay, you ready? Going to be able one to take some pressure off the off of Luca when it one comes more. to handling the ball. One more. You know who they need? Antoine Walker. Yeah, Damn. there you go. Employee number eight. Antoine what? Walker. Think about it. Think about it. They don't play the same position, but I feel like they're essentially the same guy who who I'm about to say. Carmelo can, Anthony. No, they can get buckets because every team is going to have somebody that can get buckets. But Hardaway Jr. has a real Anton Jameson vibe to me. Like, you look at him and you're like, dude, he should be great. Like, he should, he can do all the stuff. But dude, it's so hard coming I off never the bench, felt that, I never felt that way about Antoine Jameson. Did you see did you ever watch him work around the rim? It was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen in my life. He never used the backboard. Everything was just teardrop shit. Antoine Jameson is you're tripping. I think about fat I, mean, lever. I will say this though. I think Tim Hardaway Jr. is a good player. And again, I think if he's the guy who's gonna be gonna get you twenty most nights, but that there's a real number three ball handling shot creator that can take some pressure off Luca, uh, assuming KP is your number two and he's shooting the way he, that he's expected to shoot, then you got a hellacious team. But that, no, that number three guy can't be a defensive sieve if you're gonna I take just wish one. he was a little bit more dynamic and could get some free throws too. Why That's can't Jalen why can't Jalen Brunson be that guy? Well he's already exceeding uh exceeding expectations quite a bit. Um well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you I never think know. The guy's you don't know what better. he can grow into. Yeah. At least I don't. He's gonna. I, His I three point shooting gonna, needs help. I think he's gonna be a great spur. He would be a great spur. He's gonna, he has great spur written all over him. I don't know whatever his contract is, but here in a couple years, in a couple years when he's playing for the Spurs, I think it's gonna be awesome. For no, him. he's JJ Barea, dude. I'm, he's gonna be on the mass forever. No, it'd be nice if he was on the mass forever, but uh, you know. Those things don't always happen. Hey, so guys, change of uh, change of direction here. Yeah, please. 
did you guys watch in and of itself? <laughs> you motherfuckers. Okay, look. What's that? Okay, look. What so, about is, how many? What show? How many By the way, Brad shows? made us do that. Just for the record, I tried to talk about. Oh, I it. know, I know. It's literally that's why recorded. That's why it's literally I'm recorded. That's why yeah. I'm, I have literally on tape. Beef I'm, with him. I'm taking umbrage. Literally hear it yeah. because about I don't know around August or September there was some other show that we all said we would watch, mm-hmm. and it was about that guy that ended up killing his wife and kids or just his kid. I don't even remember. Or yeah, was it, yeah, it was the Denver was, that Colorado one. Yeah, yeah, the, but it was such a crazy story. And, oh, that was uh, my fault. I didn't and, watch that. And we watched it, and then Brad was just like, "I don't want to watch it because God, I'm Brad." He's such a dick. And he's so then, and so then we all watch it, and I well, t- no, all, what y'all the I opportunity. That y'all missed was doing a two-man show without me. We don't want to do that. Yeah. And then I told y'all exactly what day of the week I would be able to watch this in and of itself. And the fucking day before it, yep, Brad wants you to. guys, you're like, oh, we're just going to talk about it now. We yeah. didn't have anything else to talk about, and there was a reason why we were doing a last-second two-man show, and it wasn't because of me or Jason. You can't just come up with something better? That was the better. It was going to be a horrible show if we didn't talk about in and of itself. Disagree. I thought y'all were going to talk I about TV dinners. <laughs> I completely forgot about that shit. <laughs> See? Actually, I would rather I'm you I'm the talk- only one keeping up with anything. <laughs> I'd rather you talk TV dinners with us than in and of itself, although I do want to hear your thoughts on that. You know yeah. what? Believe it or not, I'm it glad. It feels like six years ago. It I turns know. out. I know. It was two weeks ago, and it feels like for fucking ever. Uh, it, it, as it turns out, in keeping with the theme of the show... Or uh, the fact that you guys talked about it without me. You didn't watch it. Was fruitful. No, I watched it. Oh. Uh, whatever night I told y'all I was going to watch it, Courtney and I sat down and watched it. Uh, Can I say something real quick before you, before you yeah. get going? Sure. Jason and I did a horrible thing. It, and it, ironically, we did it with the movie that we watched. So we spent the first part of the conversation talking about how we were going to talk about in and of itself. A movie that's supposed to, a show that's supposed to teach you not to label people and accept them for who they are, and not necessarily write them story, write the story for them. And we spend the first part of that conversation saying, "Here's what Rylan is." That's what I, I know. I know. I <laughs> that's know. what I wanted to talk about. That's what I, I think. Rylan's, Rylan's not <laughs> any of these things. Let's label him this. No, I think that's great. I think that's the whole point of the thing. I thought that was awesome. That's yeah, exactly yeah. what I was gonna. That was what I was gonna lead with yeah that was intentional (laughs) (laughs) the only thing that was intentional was that y'all fucked me and talked about it without me (laughs) so no i thought it was it was cool because i got to hear you guys imagine and your perception or your assumption of how i might react to it was a uh result of the way we interact and 90 percent of our interaction has just been through Twitter for the last almost 10 years, yeah, probably, yeah, if you really yeah, want yeah. to break it down. Um, for me and you, for sure, yeah. Especially when you think about uh, not being able to hang out for the last year. So Yeah. Um, and what I use Twitter for is way... I mean, it's reflective of things I'm thinking, but it's way different. The things I choose to uh, amplify on Twitter are a lot different than the whole sphere of what's going on in my Ryland. head. Yeah, yeah, of course not because yeah. there's a, there's there's people filling all kinds of lanes out there and I'm just filling a little bit of a lane where I can be I want to put something out there that isn't necessarily 
uh, in abundant supply from other people, you know, or I try to, and sometimes I just talk shit for, for fun, but if I'm really thinking about it, so yeah, to, to make the assumption that I'm going to take a really like super left brain, uh, look at the show wasn't necessarily a bad thing to say. It wasn't a bad assumption because you was, are an incredibly left brain person. Like that's not in dis- that's not all of you, but that is a part of you now. Yeah, but that's not how I approach things Everything. like that at all. Right. Uh, things like that show. I'm not going to really talk a lot about things like that show on a platform like Twitter. Right, right. I, I would more if we're hanging out talking, drinking a beer. But on Twitter, I'm more just going to keep it to a different sort of a different angle. Or I might just say, this is really cool. You should watch it. Um, so I actually didn't really react to it in any of the ways that, that you guys predicted. I mean, oh, way to I, go, Brad. Way for to one, go. I enjoyed <laughs> for one, I enjoyed it. I'm pretty sure you it. led the charge there, Jason. I didn't get caught up at all in how did he do that? Cause that wasn't the point of the show. Sure. You do, Courtney and I did pause it a couple times to kind of be like, how would he go about doing that? You know, mm-hmm. just out of pure curiosity, but that wasn't like clouding, uh, clouding the message that he was trying to make or message he was trying to send out by, by, by putting on that show. Um, so no, I, I, th- I just thought it was really fascinating. Most of all that his old home movies that were actually of him, he looked like uh, the little kid Rocky from Christmas vacation. Oh yeah, he did. Didn't he? Big time. About that. Go back and look. Yeah. I'll have to go back and look at that. Um, I'm not I th- placing that right now. I th- the thing that is most an- amazing to me about that show is that literally everyone who watches it, when they tell someone else to watch it, it doesn't matter who the person is that's spreading the word. Anybody, the only thing they say is, "I can't really tell you anything about it. You just have to watch it." And I think that's I, I think that's singular. I've never found a piece of media. Uh, and we live in a world now where w- all we do is share media with each other. What are you guys watching? What are you guys listening to? Or we, or we watch it as a group experience, whether it's watching sports or whatever. I've never found something that literally everybody who encounters it, when they go in out and evangelize to people to go watch it, all they say is, you just got to watch it. So, yeah. I f- I, so that, that I think is part of why it's such a, you know, one in a million unique thing. Um, but uh, I thought it was cool. I thought it made you think. An angle that you guys didn't touch on that I actually wrote a note down here, um, which is that it's it, a lot of a lot of what he's doing is pulling back the curtain on how we all try to predict each other's behavior. We all try to take uh, these these assumptions that we make or these labels or categories that we put people in. Uh, I think some of it comes from a necessity of trying to predict the other person's behavior. Yeah. And uh, the, the real, the real protection or, or survival yeah. or, or comfort. Cause I all of the, to be like that. It's, all, it's always served us so well. Yeah. Gives you all that. It, it helped. If you, if I can predict how you're going to react in a situation, then you are less of a threat to me. Like in that sort of, you know, really low level. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, I just, I don't know. I thought it was cool. I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't get like all like, oh, I'm so overwhelmed. I was just like, whoa, you know, almost very kind of really thought provoking. Uh, but, you know, it wasn't particularly 
you know, super emotional or anything. Like I know it was for some people. Um, but uh, we've all been through the uh, experience of being labeled. Yeah, I watched it two nights. I watched it two nights later with Molly, and uh, still I thought it was emotionally charged and and riveting, and still went through it like the first time I watched it, and was like, I don't. It, the letter trick is really cool that he pulled it off, but like seeing the people just get to be shocked by the letters. No, that was I awesome. I just don't know how you create so many of this, those scenarios. And I just really felt, I, I really connected to those people in that, in, in those moments. And upon watching it again, it was like, I watched it the first time. So, uh, I don't know how many things you can say that about. Yeah. I mean, except the notebook <laughs> other, other than the notebook. Never saw the notebook. Are you surprised in by this? That? I'm not surprised by that. At yeah, all. never, right, never saw it. Is there is there anything that you've watched or any piece of art or media that you've ever gotten really emotional over? Uh, yeah, sure. Like, give us an example of something um, that, you, that really that really got you. I don't know. Musicology. There's lots of, there's lots of movies. No, that was a kick-ass concert, though. Uh, no, um. Movies over the years, I really couldn't name a specific one because it comes and goes. It doesn't really stick with me, but uh, that's a thing for me, both with movies and sometimes music. Yeah. Did you ever see Arrival? No. God, man, that movie got me so hard. That that's movie, not, that movie not, messed me up It's not for that days. kind of movie, Jason. Yeah, it is. It's not a movie that should be stimulating you. No, no, not in that. No, it didn't get me in that way, Brad. <laughs> what? For God's sakes. Well, who's in it? Who's the female lead? <laughs> the female lead is the great Amy Adams, actually. Okay, okay. Uh, Dude, there was nothing charged about... Like, I don't understand why you responded with that. Well, I mean, listen, I don't know why you're kink-shaming me. Of all people... He's into alien clicks. Stuff that you're into, yeah. The stuff you're into. Got no, I liked Arrival. Partner. I liked Arrival, and uh, I, I thought it was a brilliant uh, concept. That maybe if we could, let's do a, a rival review. I'd gladly do an Arrival review. I can't do it right now. Well, I don't like. We're doing a podcast right now. Yeah, well, I'm saying like if you wanted to start movie. talking about Arrival right now, I don't remember. No, no, like, I no, I we I would want Ryland to watch. I don't yeah. want to be like you and just I'd like to watch it. him. Yeah, like in my head, I you said Amy Smart. No, Amy Adams, I think Amy Adams. And in my head, I was thinking, was it Jessica Chastain? I don't. God, you are. You know the great thing about you is you are you one hundred percent fit the dad arch- archetype. Like I don't you know are, what that means. You are you forget actresses' names. You know you you love smoking cigs outside, <laughs> drinking tons of coffee. <laughs> you're just a, you're just a dad, man. Dadding it up. Let me give you all before we go to TV dinners. Let me give you all my other. Are take we going away. to TV dinners? Yeah, we're I going. Okay. That should be a pretty uh, a good for the amount I of time we have left. Again, I've forgotten about it. Well, it's they, it's been it a rough is. it's been a rough ten days, Dad. Uh, <laughs> one of the things I thought was interesting mm-hmm. when he's telling the story of the Rulatista, basically I think it's kind of a, there's an angle to it. That's kind of a cautionary tale 
which is that if you get too wrapped up in the label that other people have given you, you start to, that's when you kind of lose yourself in that role and then kind of lose control. And it was just super ironic to me because uh, one of the labels that's been put on me since probably fourth or fifth grade was that guy's got a temper. Mm. And is that why you missed the show? When I and that's why I missed the show <laughs> because there there are times that for whatever reason uh, circumstances will dictate that I'm getting really frustrated with something and I know better than to just give up that control uh, and go hard. But there are times where yeah, I'm in, always in, with them. in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, don't, don't make me, don't make me bust a rant off, you know? And then I get so frustrated. I'm like, fine, you wanted it, you got it. And that goes back to being told when I was 10, your temper's too bad. I'm t- it's, it's the weirdest thing. And, and, and as he's going through that, that's what I'm thinking of. And lo and behold, the very night we were getting ready to record, my oldest was, pushing every possible button in every possible way. And I just finally snapped and said, all right, let's get in the verbal octagon. <laughs> and we did, we did, you know, and uh, shouldn't have done that. Obviously we've all been there. And mm. uh, I just thought it was no, really ironic right. that then that same, it was either that night I watched it or the next night I watched it. And I was like, Oh shit, I'm falling into that category that they put me in. Uh, and it's happened every other places too. Like, I don't know, like, you know, public meetings, maybe, I mean, things happen. So, uh, yeah, uh, there's a lesson to be learned there. Um, so I agree with you. I, I agree with everything you just said. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think we're all coming back from war and we're all, uh, in some sense, ready to line up and, and die in front of everybody. Yeah. It's like, and, you want, you want to put that label on me? All right. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll bring me the hat. I'll put the hat on. And I'm gonna yeah. show you how good this hat fits, motherfucker. Like I seriously yeah. will sometimes, occasionally, still, even at this age, feel that way. Yeah, and I shouldn't, but I do. Jason, are you with us? 100 percent with you. He's working on his can lights under his desk right now. He's no, really reading a book. Forward. No, I was. I'm just looking down because I was looking at a. Uh, I was oh, actually. No, no, I don't. I don't want to say what I was doing. <laughs> What, now we're going to start being shy and not sharing? Okay, forget all that. Jay, uh, Rylan's I, over look, here spilling his soul like, look, hey, I, I don't know. No, that's I, cool. I don't know if you guys, I, no, 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 listen I to me. I heard every single... got this, but when... I, I heard every single... No, no, listen. I heard every single I was word. 10 I was and repeat, they, they used to tell me... I can repeat back every single thing he said. I heard every single... I'm an incredible multitasker. <laughs> Jason's over here reviewing the cast of Arrival. No, you said Amy <laughs> Smart, and I... Could not figure out who the hell Amy Smart was, so I was Googling Amy Smart. I just That's what Courtney does during every movie we watch and yeah. every concert we go to. She comes away from the concert or the movie saying, you know, he's been married to this <laughs> so-and-so yeah. for 12 years or whatever. I'm like, why weren't you watching the show? I think, I think Brad was thinking of Elizabeth Smart. No, I was thinking Amy, Amy Smart's Smart. a name, though. I've heard that name. She was Varsity Blues. Oh yeah. yeah, um, she's the one, the, the sister. No, the whipped cream bikini was. Uh, that, no, you're right. You're right. Different you're right. girl, oh, Amy, Smart, Amy Smart. Amy Smart was. 
Just the regular girlfriend, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just the, the normal girl. girlfriend, not I'm the sorry, one that was that the the not the one mistress or whatever. She His buddy's girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. So, do y'all want to start with TV dinners, or do you want me to start let with Jason? TV go. Let, let Jason. Let's see what yeah. Jason has. I posted a picture of well, okay. So here's the deal. Let's re- recap for people that weren't listening when we talked about TV dinners. We talked about TV dinners. We talked about talking about TV. We talked about talking about TV dinners. And Jason had the idea that we go try TV dinners from our youth. Right from our youths. See, see if they still hold up. Right, our youths. And uh, so, yeah, I, you know, I because I th- I should I think we should set this for our kids if they're listening to the future. Back in like the 80s, I think probably the 70s, when both parents started working and uh, making, food at the, yeah, making food at the end of your long the day. The microwave changed everyone's life. Uh, was, was thought of more cumbersome and a task to handle because you were both at work and then you had uh, the beautiful microwaves put in everybody's homes. People just used to buy frozen trays of food and poke holes in plastic and put those little frozen trays of food into microwaves. Yes. And and it wasn't like necessarily the most high quality uh, meal that you've ever had, but it was easy and there was some novelty to it because uh, prior to this, to have dinner, you were essentially like making your full dinner. Correct. A microwave made it to where you could put this frozen tray of food in there for like two minutes and you had dinner ready to go. Oftentimes it was like, one serving of some square or oblong looking protein, one or two vegetables. And sometimes a little bit later down the road, they started including like a little dessert bite. Yeah. Which was usually a brownie. Yeah. Usually a brownie. Um, I can't think of anything else but a brownie, but it's a little different from what we think of as like frozen food today. Sure. Right. Of like course. Your, like if your kids were going to eat something frozen, it's it's probably more like pizza rolls, which are probably not far from that time either, but they weren't like the the frozen what are called TV dinners because they were people trying would to work all day. The experience of a full meal. Yeah, and that's not what our kids ever know. Well, is that even really what we ever knew though, honestly? Well, well, um, I mean, no, you're right. You're right. The TV dinner. A little bit, I, but you're right. The one that I had was a TV dinner that still exists, although in a slightly different form uh, from when I was a kid. So and, us through yeah, it. I. What what you tell get? us what you had, Jason? What'd you okay. get? What was your goal? What were you looking for? What'd you settle for? And uh, how'd it go? Yeah. So my goal was very clear. <laughs> I have an absolute go-to TV dinner. Uh, I consider it the gold standard of TV dinners, the champagne of TV dinners, if you will. Uh, it is the TV dinner that makes me feel most like a king. And that's what I'm looking for when I pick up a TV dinner. And that is the uh, Nighthawk. Everyone familiar with the Nighthawk? I am. Yep. I got the. I got this. I got a similar one to you. Yeah, the Nighthawk is almost always, in fact, it may always contain steak. I think I think they only serve steak. At one time, there was such a thing as a Nighthawk Steakhouse. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you've told us that, and I don't yeah. ever remember that. It's very obscure. 
I don't ever remember seeing a Nighthawks. Like, were they associated? It was before before all of our time. There wasn't some association. Um, One of my dad's buddies was uh, a P1 of all this stuff, and he knew. Mm. I got the same one, Jason. I think you got tater tots. I think I got corn. Oh, you went corn? That's, man, that is incredibly dad. Well, my thought is you're going to warm the tater tots up in the microwave, and they're just going to be soggy little bits of of mush. No, no. That's not what happens. God and damn it. That's not what happens. Made worse by, I did this as a work lunch. I went to the grocery store for lunch, bought the Nighthawk, went to the break room, <laughs> threw the Nighthawk in the microwave, which, That's by the way, stuff. The, the microwave yes. might be from the same time that Nighthawk originally started. Just oh, that's to give better. You an idea. It cooks better that way. It, it's an old-ass microwave. And I had... Steak, corn, and I don't think there was even anything else in there. Okay, let me tell you something. When I was a kid eating Nighthawks and I got any of the steak products, they used to include a little packet of butter. Okay. A little pad of butter and a little plastic container or plastic wrapping that you would take out and you'd put it right on top of your steak so that as it cooked, the butter just like melted into the steak. And it was like a garlic butter, so it was really delicious and flavorful. And they don't do that anymore. I So a couple things. One, because they're probably trying to keep their trans fats down or their triglycerides, whatever. Seems like a poor use of resources given the, uh, given the vehicle that they're using to deliver nutrition. What Agreed. struck me... Nutrition, air quotes. What struck me was reading the package... Oh, on the package. Why now. did you do that? Yeah, don't, no, don't it's, it's right it there on the front. It's right don't there on the front. I, oh, I, was, I was not looking marketing. at ingredients. Yeah, the okay. marketing. The marketing. Okay. The marketing. The branding, if you will. It says whatever steak and corn, or I think Jason, you said steak and tater tots, but yeah. on the front of it, it says a great source of protein. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I I have to think that's like a modern uh, take. I don't. I, do we think they were saying that in 1989? No, because nobody cared about protein. Or and it reminded fats. it reminded me of when I was. Uh, I don't, have I told you guys before that I did a year ish, maybe a year plus, of being a vegetarian? Mm-mm. What in God? We did a whole show for this. I don't. That want was us a mistake. To, yeah, yeah, this is okay. One of the things, I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but just my takeaway was one little note that I took away from that time was when I was telling people, mainly friends and family, yeah, I'm going to be a vegetarian. Yeah, I'm doing this now. Everybody's whole thought was, you need to make sure you're getting enough protein. <laughs> you need to make sure you're getting enough protein. Like you've never had a conversation with anybody about protein ever. You no. tell people you're going to be a vegetarian and they're like, hey, I don't know if you know this, but... uh a healthy diet has this amount of uh, protein in it. And I'm looking at the people around me like, okay, I get it. None of us look like Adonis is here, but uh, I'll make sure <laughs> and get the protein. Yeah, be sure and get the protein. These same people, no, nobody was telling me, hey, don't eat three cheeseburgers from McDonald's a day when I was just regularly eating meat. <laughs> but if you tell people you're going to be a vegetarian, they're like, hey, make sure you get enough protein. I used that on my kids just so that when they were really little, they wouldn't just fall into uh, wanting to eat only like bread, cheese, and sugar all the time, you know? 
So I, I did that when they were little, you know, and still do sometimes to remind them to actually eat some meat or whatever, not just eat, you know, but doesn't make a lot of sense in my opinion, marketing that to an adult. I thought it was, I just thought it was funny that like you're eating this frozen. Yeah. There's probably protein in it, but who knows what the hell else is going on. And I'm uh, there. Uh, there's no probably to it. There are certainly measurable grams of protein within meat. I get that. But I just thought it was a funny little hook that this is what Nighthawk is billing itself as now as a, a good source of protein. Yeah. Well, I, I find it a good source of protein. So Nighthawk. But oh, not geez. a good source of butter. No, not a good source of butter at all. So I put that bad boy in the microwave for dinner. There's something very comforting to me about doing that. Uh, let's see if I can. I don't know if I can explain this well or not, but it's all nostalgia, re- right? Well, maybe, but everybody else had dinner already done, and and uh, that's not usual. Like generally, we sort of all eat the same thing together, or close to the same thing, right? And everyone else had eaten, and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm night hawking it tonight. And I walked into the kitchen and I threw my Nighthawk in there and, you know, whatever, four and a half minutes later, I pull it out and rip, rip the cellophane off the top uh, after it's sort of melted into the food. And, um, and I, I just felt very in control. Like I felt accomplished. I felt good. I was like, dude, I made my own meal. This did is you my... have did you have your tie on at that point? And was this I the point in the it. day where yes. you loosened it? Loosened <laughs> the tie. I took the loafers off. Uh untucked the shirt. Untucked everything just felt right. I just felt good and I don't know. It's very hard to explain, but it was if it was a great feeling and I felt I just I settled down. I put my Nighthawk in front of me. Did not put a plate under it. I considered it because the bottom is hot. On but a TV I, tray? Uh did not use a TV tray. I used the the um coffee uh, the, table. The coffee table. Yeah. Straight coffee table. Even with your bad back. Even with the bad back, yeah. Sitting, I'm okay. <laughs> and maybe I just got like a rush, man, and I didn't even feel the bad back, just because everything felt good. Mm-hmm. So the Nighthawk is there. It's got these two really nice compartments. I have steak in one. You can see the steak juice is kind of, you know, percolated down in there. And it's looking That's one shiny. word for it. Yeah. 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 And then on the other side, you have these amazing tater tots. And they they don't get crispy, but they do sort of fuse together during the cooking process. <laughs> so you have That's like one kind sh- way of looking at it. So you have like a sheet of tater tots. Like if you pull that one. <laughs> You would just be holding like a, this sheet of, of connected tater tots, uh, like lace almost, but, <laughs> yeah, but tater. Yeah. And so get it. I had those next to me, and I, I got a little ketchup for the tater tots. Thought, you know, we'll do a little ketchup there. Yeah, sure, sure. And I cut that steak, and by the way, although there was no butter, that steak was like butter. Fork tender, guys. Fork tender, that steak. Imagine that, like Wagyu. It and was probably I, a ground a ground yeah, I was about product, to say but. it's ground chuck probably well, <laughs> like anyway to each their own and I I cut it and probably sawdust in it I took that first bite but I made sure to kind of dip it in the juice a little bit like get the juice going which I think was like ice crystals and maybe like a little <laughs> bit of fat I don't know whatever and so I took that first bite and dude it a rush of memories came back and it was delicious. And I loved it, and I finished off the whole thing, and all I thought was, I want to do this again. Seriously? <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. That's where you. That's the conclusion you arrived at. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. You did. I did. I uh, I'm finding that a little hard to believe. How dare you? Do you want to hear my review? <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna like it. Take us. No, you're it. not. One. I'll start. I'll say this. Stouffer's is better. Okay. I got Marty. You're, it's already a bullshit review, but go Get ahead. Get yourself a Stouffer's Salisbury steak. No. Oh, first of all, this is not Salisbury. There's no gravy product on top of this. It, it needed some gravy. Oh, get out of here. This is That was is not slanderous. a steak. It was not a steak. It this was like a glorified patty. Slanderous. There was nothing steak about it. There was no steak. There was fake lines of like ground beef. Gr- oh yeah, that's true. I didn't even mention that. You could see where they put it on the grill, <laughs> and it, there's some there's some grill marks that they put right before flash freezing. <laughs> and that is caramel coloring. There is no grill marks. Yeah, that's the that's a very uh, well engineered chemical reaction happening yeah. there. That I don't think is the result necessarily of heat. It might involve yeah, heat, but it does not involve fire. I can assure you. That, that. is not the what's the word, Rylan? What's the cooking term? Maillard. Uh, Maillard reaction. Yeah, that is not a Maillard reaction that they did right it, before they froze it. It might be though. It might be based on similar science. I don't know. I I don't know the process of that because that thing obviously is cooked before it's flash frozen. So you know, there's heat being applied to it. Maybe I don't know. We should look into the science of TV dinners. Jason, looking, get on it. I'm looking into it now. Yeah. The steak tasted like. Hot dog water. <laughs> Hot dog water. <laughs> the corn, the corn tasted like yellow number five water. <laughs> I just, it was awful. And I'll tell you this too: great source of protein or not, it was a damn snack. It was oh hey, <laughs> let me counteract. It is small. Yeah, I I could have gone to easily done two, no question. Without like two. Yeah, if I think was- two is good. If it was dinner, you could. I that that doesn't even equal the amount of a double cheeseburger. If you'd have done two of them, one of the first things I googled was, and uh, the first uh, like thing that came up was, "Are Nighthawk dinners good?" <laughs> and and it, it is a oh, Luca. I'm sorry, Luca. Just I'm sorry. <laughs> he hit two threes in the last uh, twenty seconds or so We've here to pull this thing out. Show. I'm so sorry. Uh, Luca, Luca just. Of course, he had to do it. He had to do it because Tim Hardaway let someone go unabated to the rim to no uh, tie the game. Super dynamic, Tim Hardaway Jr. with, with point one seconds left. Okay, but anyway, the first. So our Nighthawk dinner is good. Here's the here's the review. My family and I enjoyed Nighthawk frozen meals on the regular. It's rare to find a frozen meal that, when microwaved, comes out tasting totally amazing. Nothing compares. Absolutely love that they are Texas based. Nighthawk has gained a customer for life in me and my family. Now, I was able to confirm earlier that Nighthawk TV dinners started in the mid 60s and they were produced by the company Nighthawk that was the operator of a Austin based steakhouse chain, Nighthawk oh, Steakhouses. There it is. Alan okay. Dodson knows his weird mid 50s and 60s restaurants, and that's the guy I learned about that from. Um, I really thought so, it was the seventies, but it, well, that, that was probably sense. more there. That was probably their heyday, but it, apparently they started producing these in sixty-five. Okay, so um, you, you think know, you used to take them home and put them in the oven? When did microwaves become commonplace? 
probably mid mid to late seventies, I would guess. Okay. Mid seventies, maybe earlier. I don't know. Sounds like something I should ask my mom. Um, you know, I never had a Nighthawk dinner growing up. Can you get a Nighthawk and watch Arrival? And <laughs> well, it sounds like I'm going to watch Arrival. I don't know about the Nighthawk part. I never had a Hungry Man dinner. Oh, growing up, I used to see him, and I used to sometimes think maybe I should dip the toe in that. I can't wait uh, to hear what he chose. And I never, and I never did growing up. Uh, those are the two brands I remember. Uh, there are probably others. My where my area was the Mexican TV dinner. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah, that was good too. I that was you know if once I was old enough to stay home alone and my parents were going out for the one time a year they would go out in the late eighties early nineties whatever. I would sometimes get a TV dinner and that was going to be, I was allowed to enjoy that shame free with no one else in the household looking down on me for eating this bomb of sodium and yellow number nine. Right. And, uh, so I went in search of, there were two, there were two brands growing up. One was patio. One was El Chirito. Yes, you guys remember yes, either of these? Yes. Patio I was a loved, big player. Oh, I loved yeah. these things. Yeah. And, you know, they had different ones. There was like four or five varieties. And every time you went to the store, they were all there. They had a typical combo, uh, cheese enchilada and beef enchilada. Then obviously everything had rice and beans. They would have the two cheese enchilada, which I would want to hammer because that, that, that chemical that they called cheese was so good. You know, my mom would always be like, don't get just cheese. Come on, that's disgusting. They had had not the, a great source of protein. Not a great source of protein. They would have the beef enchilada with two tamales. Look, guys. Yes, if yes. If you're a white kid in Hamilton, outside of Christmas, that's the only time you're getting a tamale. So that was my introduction to the world of tamales in the mid '80s. And, and then they had for the, anybody listening outside of Texas, I don't even know if that makes sense, does it? Yeah, you know, but it's <laughs> like fine. saying tamales and outside of and outside of outside Christmas. Of Christmas. <laughs> yeah, like, like yeah. oh yeah, that, like, wait a minute, uh, does everybody just walk around getting hit by tamales? <laughs> like, obviously, at Christmas we get tamales. Yeah. yeah, we we actually have a we actually have a culture that has existed for many years before cable news tried to put a political caricature culture on us. And there's so no many doubt. people that have decided that they want to live that now, which is a whole nother beef for a whole nother podcast. So the one that I used to like, uh, just crave was like the triple. It had three enchiladas instead of two. And I, and, and, uh, you always had the rice and beans and I was so looking forward to it. You know, it was had the little compartments just like you guys were talking about. You put it in the microwave, and you knew you were doing something serious because you'd have to microwave it for like five minutes. Yeah. When's the last oh, time yeah. you microwave something for five minutes? Right, right. It's you frozen know? all the way through like a yeah. block of ice. When's the last time you and it can came I, out? Can I answer that real quick? Oh. I buy the deep dish pizza from uh, Tom Thumb. Oh, okay. Gino's First of all, East. you I, need to get that in the oven, young man. Oh, hold on. But Let's, listen, listen, listen. If you want to do like the faster preparation of it to where it becomes a little bit crispier, they say cook it for six minutes in the microwave before you throw it in the oven. Oh, really? Okay. All right. Yeah. I can get down with that. That's their directions. I didn't like Are make that good? up. I love them. Man, okay. a little secret about me, even though I uh, am grown and stuff and like finer things in life, if I'm alone on a weekend, I won't yeah. even fuck with ordering pizza. I'll straight up get the frozen pizza. I'll oh, get, those are good, bro. I'll those get are... your, 
I'll get to Tino's. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, those are those are legit. There's no, It's a different. Here's the it's deal. It's not the same thing, but it's not it's the still, same thing. It serves and, a purpose. And I and I don't even necessarily feel the need to compare the two. Like I feel like frozen pizza is is a completely different situation. It's a genre it, into it. It is, yep. and it's delicious. I'm with you. So that gives y'all an idea of what okay. I was in search of. That's what I wanted to replicate was that yeah. childhood experience, that treat feeling of I've got it here. And uh, I went looking, and I went to three different grocery stores. I went to Tom Thumb. Jesus. Went to Tom Thumb. They didn't have anything that would uh, qualify as a quote Mexican TV dinner proper. Right. Went to Walmart. Same result. Finally, I went to Kroger, and I found one. Sadly, not patio, not El Torito. Couldn't find any patio or El Torito products at all. Do, I think enchiladas? Used to get the patio frozen burritos even later into life because those were little dollar or 59 cent frozen yeah. burritos. Uh, none of that. I uh, had to settle for El Monterey, which isn't bad. I've had yeah. El Monterey yeah. frozen burritos yeah. over the years when I used yeah. to not eat as well. Um, you know, So I had to settle for El Monterey. One of the things I did notice, though, if you're shopping, or I should just say, shopping in the TV dinner section be between shopping. between the frozen coolers on either side of you. It's like a sad scene because anyone else you encounter there, they're yeah. It's yeah. low rent. It's low rent. They're kind of lost, man. Yeah. It's a good way to put it. It's 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 low rent. Man. I was looking for something. The other half dozen people that I encountered in those knew, three trips knew what they were there for no they were looking for something too yeah. uh but maybe it wasn't the tv they weren't looking for the el chorito cheese and beef combo so they were looking to throw some it was just baby a formula and it, it was a struggle <laughs> no <laughs> no no it was more like just men just guys younger than younger than me mostly just kind of lost like let me ask man, you this. i gotta get this i gotta get this tv dinner off and get home so uh, as, can oh, sorry, I ask you ahead, one Jason. quick question? Yeah, yeah, like as you did, you feel as you were walking by because I imagine you haven't walked by the section very often in the past, whatever 10, 15 years. As you were walking by, did you did you feel the urge at all to grab a box of hot pockets or something? No, you know I used to actually eat hot pockets at lunch at work yeah. a lot. I'd throw them in the freezer, but Damn they're right. not very. They're so high in sodium, though. I figured out I was carrying about ten extra pounds. It's a, just eating it's that a dad shit. right there. So it's a dad right there. Yeah. Gotta watch my sodium intake. Gotta watch yeah, my sodium. for real, dude. No more hot pockets. About seven or eight years ago, I stopped it, and yeah, I like overnight lost ten pounds. So uh, it was just um, it was it was crazy how picked over the TV dinner sections were in all these places. This was pre Snowmageddon. This was just regular. Every you know, the grocery store was a normal experience, but all these aisles in all three grocery stores, the TV dinner section was so picked over. So I settled for the El Monterey, and they had a two beef enchilada with a side of rice. Good source good. of protein. Uh, sure. I was happy to find the beef because part of this experience was getting that like they're telling you there's meat in there, but it's only the minimum amount of meat required to be allowed to say it's meat by law. Sure. And I sure. wanted that experience. Yeah. It didn't have the divider. It really? Didn't have a they divider. put the, the rice right next to the enchilada? They just had the rice just laying there right next to the Wow, enchilada. that's and unacceptable. Even more offensive, no beans. Because yeah, that's I weird. was looking for I was looking forward to the uh 
questionably textured refried beans that yeah. that barely have any flavor and they get that they kind of get bubbly and crispy around the edge oh, of, of yes. their section and they get kind of uh, hard on the outside oh, oh, oh yeah buddy i wanted that I, that was part like, of this exercise. they're like 90 99% water with yeah. a little bit of powder put in it's yeah pow- but, but, it's, it's powder in like three beans yeah. and, but when you mix them together with the rice it's just right i'm saying you just got to you so know, was the beef was the beef actually like beef or did it was it like spider ribs? I'm pretty sure it was it was beef. It was very low grade ground beef, and there wasn't very much of it, but it was beef. I'm looking online right now, and I see that it, it looks shredded beef. Did you get a different no. one? That's what I'm saying. Was no, it like that, the shredded, tiniest it, little ground it, up beef? It's shredded on the picture. It ain't shredded in real life. Really? Uh, yeah. But so it was an unfulfilling experience from that standpoint because I didn't get the beans. They didn't have the dividers. I actually bought a crappy beef and or bean and cheese burrito on the side just to eat the just to get that bean sensation to feel like I was doing my duty for the show. So uh-huh. I, you do need a burrito on the side. So Always. I added the bean and cheese burrito on the side, which had barely any filling. It was like eighty eight percent tortilla. And, uh, you know, the taste wasn't bad, but it was just a very unfulfilling experience because I didn't get to replicate what I used to have. They didn't have the beans. They didn't have the dividers. It was just sad. Yeah, that was Jason sharing his screen now. That was it. And that's not the meat that's in there. Really? So they they, even false advertise it. I like how they call it an entree. Yeah. I mean, it it was you know it's got a it's got a main and a side. The rice was, there, was pretty solid though. We'll say the rice was pretty solid. Was there a zesty chipotle sauce like this mm-hmm. suggests? Yeah, I mean it wasn't very zesty. Do you but see it was, the, Do you see the note the at the bottom? Oh, Twenty two grams of protein. Right it's a good source of protein. Chipotle. So did you? I, I will say this. I really do like the Mexican. Uh, are we allowed to say that? Like just as a people, Mexicans. That's are what great. they call them. They call them Mexicans. No, no, no I was done. I wasn't finished. I do love. You Mexicans. said the Mexican. They're well, really the, more the, Tex-Mex, the, but the Mex, the Tex-Mex uh, TV dinner. I enjoy it because th- that one is built for a combination of the foods. Like Tex-Mex, mm-hmm. when you add the rice, you scoop the rice and the beans and the the the, the bit of enchilada into one fork. You got yourself a tasty little morsel, don't you? It's it's yeah it's because a it's hard medium. to mess it. It's hard yeah. to mess up enchilada sauce. Yeah, it's a forgiving medium. You can put a lot of stuff under enchilada sauce and be like, "Okay, this yeah. is this will work." Sounds you know, great. I should have bought some at the store today. Uh, yeah. You know what? Well, I was about to say when I was a kid with the the, the Tex Mex TV dinner. You know what I did? I tricked it the hell up. I would. Did you put cheese all on top. Oh, of it I, would, I would. Che- I would cheese it. I would. Do I that. would do some sour cream, a little a little salsa go. on there. There you go. To uh, I, I would. I, I mean, I had no problem doing that. And yeah. I think that that elevates it to a whole new level. That was by far my far and away favorite uh, trash microwave food growing up to the degree that I even remember buying a couple of them when I was living in the dorm in college my first semester and microwaving one there in the dorm, in the room, in the microwave. And my buddy that I lived with at the time, this dude. Hating you. He oh well he never liked Mexican food. I knew him growing up and he never liked Tex Mex, which is so odd, but he didn't. Very weird. Right. He's a Texan lifelong, but he didn't like it. And so he just when I microwave, he was like, dude, please don't ever microwave that in here ever again because I just can't. The smell 
is just not working for me. And I was I felt bad. So that was my last El Torito slash patio TV dinner. And I thought I would have access to them for the rest of my life because they should be a constant in the world and uh, come to find out they're not. My my main takeaway was that I wish I had just gone with the Hot Pocket. God, I hate you. You know what I really liked about the Hot Pocket? That the you barbecue Hot anymore? Pocket was barbecue. great. Can't get yeah, barbecue is top notch. Barbecue they, is top I looked notch. for it when I was in that frozen food section yeah. just a little way down from the dinners. And uh, I couldn't find it, and I was thinking, you know, I, I'm going to eat this Nighthawk, but there doesn't look like there's that much food here. If I could find a good Hot Pocket, I'd probably... You know, don't sleep on the cheeseburger Hot Pocket, too, by the way. I never really got into it. Mm. Yeah, you know what? I just feel like you're full of bad opinions tonight. The uh, barbecue Hot Pocket and the, what do they call it, meatball? They don't call it pizza. No meatball. What about the what about the bagel bite? Did you ever get into those or or the uh, pizza bite? My kids like the bagel bite now, and I used to do the bagel bite from time to time. And if they leave one or two, I'll certainly make make haste and uh, take care of those. You guys want to hear what my kids? And I might have mentioned this earlier in a show over the last couple months, but it took a it leveled up tonight. My kids have discovered Taco Bell, and they love it. Yeah, Taco and Bell. Guess what, guys? I've always loved Taco Bell. I've never given up on Taco Bell. I've been repping for Taco Bell. I don't eat there very often, almost never, but I've never had a crossword about Taco Bell. Taco Bell makes tasty shit. And uh, they figured it out. Does. We fed the three of us tonight for 10 bucks. I, I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I still like it. like it. I think about the cheesy gordita crunch the way you might think of. Yes, like, like an ex girlfriend when you when you when you, <laughs> Thank you when you're like in a tar- in a target and you smell a familiar smell and you'll be like oh I remember her but I mean it's not her but you just smell that smell and there will be times where I'm driving by a Taco Bell and I I smell that smell and I automatically think of a cheesy gordita crunch and I want to go get it and I don't mean to be an ass and I'm not trying to be funny. But the i the 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 stereotype or the old cliche that you go eat Taco Bell and you pay for it later is just very consistent with me, and and I'm just at the age where I just yeah, don't not worth it. I don't I've like doing that. that. I've, I've never had don't. that. I'm blessed. It doesn't happen. It's never happened to me. Not once. Yeah, I've never fact, had that just, issue. Just just tonight, just tonight, I had a. Uh, Look how cocky he looks. Right I had like. a bean and cheese. I had a bean and cheese burrito. Oh, Jesus, no. <laughs> look at I had, him. A, I had a crispy taco. No, I will say this. Nacho fries. Oh, nacho fries are solid. Molly and I have taken solid. to making the uh, the Crunchwrap Supremes. We did that tonight. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, we because it's all on the line on the TikTok is it everywhere is. and it's on the line and I'm I was like, "Yeah, let's try, I, we're trying this." And she was like, "Yeah, I'm definitely into it." And I made one and I was like, "Oh, I, I bet I can improve these." And I probably since the first time I made them, we've probably had them 3 times. Yeah. And uh you got to get I'm, the big tortillas. Oh yeah, the big tortillas, get yourself a get yourself a big tortilla, a little tortilla and some crunchy uh or some uh, uh crispy uh tostada tortillas. Yeah. And cook those in the oven first. It makes a pretty oh, big difference if yes. you make those crispy first. Wasn't crispy enough in mine tonight. That was and the problem. And I used two. Okay. Okay. Crisp them up real good. Get them damn yeah. near black oh, on yeah. the edges. I like it. I like and it. then use two of them, and that'll that'll really provide that crunch. You got to have the crunch, or else all you have is just a big giant soggy tortilla. 
Speaking of Taco Bell, you remember when the Double Decker came out? Oh of my course God. I do. I remember R- it. R.I.P. to the Double Decker. They took away the Double Decker. Yeah, then but the cheesy gordita away, crunch almost Then they took away the Mexican pizza. And then I get yeah. on the internet yesterday, and the internet's showing me they're trying to do some kind of chicken sandwich taco. The Double Decker and the Mexican pizza did not die for that. That's bullshit. What about the... Uh... The nacho fries are good. That's a new yeah, ad. They were good. They were good. Got, got good good seasoning. The I'll tell you the other one that's really good. The uh, cheesy bean and rice burrito. That sauce they put in that cheesy bean and rice burrito. Never had it. Boys, it is zesty. <laughs> I, I break down once or twice a year, and I go and I get like 18 cheesy gordita crunches. And then you just you just dumb and dumber and, sit in the bathroom and... Uh, yeah, and <laughs> right on the toilet, and I just eat. Um, I... I don't know if it's still on the menu, but one of the last one of the last times I went, I don't think they do the Mexi Melt anymore. No, they don't. Which, if you want to just bag on Taco Bell, what the hell? You can, you're telling me we can't make a little meat and cheese with pico in a tortilla at Taco Bell? Seriously? Look, man, it's Taco Bell. It's Taco Bell. You just got to take what you can get. If you want something better, go to Taco Cabana. I mean, I don't know if that's true. I like them both. I like it all. I'm not hearing well, anything say bad right now. I wouldn't say they're like the, like a Taco proxy Co- for one another. No, no, like but I think Taco, Taco Cabana is a more customizable experience. I say if you want to replace Taco Bell in your life, then go to Taco Casa. But or Bueno. We've done this with Ryland before. Yeah. My kids do like Taco Casa, but... Uh, I'm underwhelmed. Man, I feel like we killed got it any, tonight, guys. You guys got anything else? Or we? Uh, I think we killed it. I don't know. Coming that we up need on a little over an hour ten, an hour fifteen. So Brad will cut everything out of the show. I'm sure. Definitely, what? definitely, all of his misunderstandings about the Mavericks, who just uh, beat Boston without yep. two important players. Who was the second important player they missed tonight? Max, the, Ger- the big German. Is what uh, we call both Maxi Kleber, both trade options or both trade rumors are out. Man, they can't afford to let Maxi go because of his defense. Can I tell you guys this real quick before we go? They need it desperately. Yes, tell us. I've, I've, I've ventured into the world of NBA Top Shot, and my oh. my my first thing I bought was a Maxi Kleber. Oh, you got in? Well, you... I I bought off the marketplace because oh, he was okay. the cheapest option. So I paid for a Maxi Kleber just to have it. And, how much was uh, that? Thirty bucks. Thirty bucks. Thirty bucks. Okay. So so we'll see how things go. But I feel like it's. I mean, we can talk about this another time. But I feel like this. I is would like a rundown of a. I would like a rundown of that experience and 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 what's going on there. Yeah, let's pick that up next week. I like okay. that idea. All right, gentlemen. Does somebody want to say take us out or? Yeah, take no? us out. Just just do it. Damn, dude. I don't... <laughs> so indifferent. Yeah, seriously. I don't. Well, I feel bad. I, you know, I wasn't ignoring Ryland. I actually, I'll recap everything Ryland said during that talk. He talked a lot about how when he was a kid, it's you don't people have to. said he had a temper. No, no, I'm doing it. I want to recap the whole thing. I'm going to do it. We're going to take the next 20 minutes, so I'll do it. So I can show Ryland what a friend I am. I listen the whole and <laughs> I, I thought you he, listened. It's the other guy. That, uh, yeah, it's, he, it is Brad. It's God, always Brad. Brad is the Yoko. He's the Yoko Ono of our show. <laughs> Jesus. Hit the outro. Yeah, let's hit the outro.
Yeah, hit it. Human dads, Brad, Ryland, Jason. Hit it. Tell your mom. Tell your mom to listen. Human dads, 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 podcast, human dads, podcast, human dads, podcast, human dads, podcast, get up off your ass, 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 podcast.